One good clap. Mm, mm, mm. Awesome. Cute. Well, <clears throat> here we go. One second. Hold on one second. Oh, wait one goddamn minute now. Wait one good goddamn minute. Welcome <clears throat> to National Prayer Breakfast. Welcome, welcome. Uh, the day is uh, January eighth, and you're watching <clears throat> this. It could be, it could be years from now. Where were you when the world stopped turning most recently? <laughs> uh, January sixth. Yes. <laughs> January sixth, twenty twenty-three. Um. January sixth, twenty twenty. No. Yeah. yeah. No. It was twenty-one. It's true. Where were you? Um. Answer carefully. I was. I'll fucking turn you in. I if was, I find out that you uh, were going after our nation's elected officials, I killed Ashley Babbitt. <laughs> <laughs> I admit it, um, and I don't regret it. Well, um. <laughs> um, Ashley Babbitt. Uh, it it is a shame that we will never get to know what it would be like. Uh, if and when she started dating Kyle Rittenhouse, you know? It would have been fun. Apparently, one of her ex-boyfriends had a restraining order against her, uh, which is fun. Right. It's, you never, you usually see that in the reverse, so. <laughs> your, so your uh, pettiness and your, le- your level of gossip, uh, your level of gossip that you like, <laughs> you just know juicy details about everyone. <laughs> Just like the most obscure characters from American well, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. current events. No, there's a point to this. Well, apparently. First of all, I love the diversity of <laughs> the woman being the stalker. Secondly, I it was there was a point to this, and the point is she was she was no angel. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I support the blue. I back the blue. I. Uh... I back the blue at uh, Walmart. Uh, you you back Walmart. I ba- I back the workers of Walmart. My a goal of mine has always been to end Walmart. Um, I mean, fuck, that would be. Uh... Wouldn't that be cool <clears throat> to have like as you re- now they would for sure hire someone to kill you uh, before mm-hmm. if if they thought that you were going to. <clears throat> uh, the problem is the, the best, the most likely scenario to end Walmart is just Amazon. So, you know, so there's a South Park episode about Walmart and like they all boycotted Walmart and then just like a new thing became Walmart. That really is like, that really is how all this works. Like, it is the reality, yes. <clears throat> but um, I still. I would love it to if fuck that, over the Walton family. Yes, yeah, yeah. just yeah. like a little bit of justice for what they've done. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, like Jeff Bezos is a douche, but he's 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 more comparable to a Sam Walton, and that's infinitely more respectable than Sam Walton's shitty kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Did you yeah. see? I don't have this clip pulled up, so I wish I. I probably shouldn't even bring it up without to show you if you hadn't seen it, but when uh, William Shatner went up in Jeff Bezos' rocket to space, have you seen this? No. It's I. This is a fantastic clip. 
William Shatner, you know, like Star Trek, Star Trek, fame, Captain, and, Captain Kirk. Yeah, yeah. So always been fascinated with exploration of space. He goes up. He's like ninety years old. He goes up in Jeff Bezos' rocket to the space for the first time. He comes down, and he has had like an existential crisis. He went up there. He was so excited to see space. And he looked out, and he said it was like dark nothingness and cold and lifeless. And then he looked back into Earth, and he's like, oh my god, like, everything that matters is on Earth. Like, there's nothing out there. Yeah. Uh, all that matters is, like, saving this planet. So he, they came back down, they landed, and he's, like, trying to, like, talk about this. Jeff Bezos is like, hey, how was it? And he's like, it was a revelation. Like, yeah. I've realized, like, <clears throat> you know, none of, uh, none of this matters. And, uh... Jeff Bezos is like, give me, give me a champagne bottle. I want a champagne <laughs> bottle. He's like, you want some of this? And yeah. William Shatner's famously like sober from alcohol. Yeah. It's like, you want yeah. some? And like popping a shit and like spraying his like, his, yeah. uh, With a cowboy hat his on. plastic surgeon, you know, uh, trophy girlfriend or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, my favorite thing was just him, like, being like, I just want to thank all my slaves. Like, yeah. yeah, he's like, all the people that work for Amazon, you paid for it! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I want to I thank all the people that died, because I wouldn't give them health insurance, you know? Um, let's <clears throat> get into some talks. He, uh, that was, he, he was giving off, like, uh, goddamn Talladega Knights in energy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in that moment, um, we're gonna get into the talks now. Yeah, yeah. All let's, right, let's uh, change the mood. Talk Our time. Nice, uh, purple talk color. We're gonna clap. Um, sure. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. I like doing it because Justin's been doing a cool thing with the claps. You know. Hell yeah. Let's see. So, um, let's start out with this from here. If you want to scoot back slightly. I'm going to put this up here. Um, this is a scene from the New York <clears throat> subway, I believe. Always a fun source. Let's go. So this is uh, this is basically what I think of performance art. <laughs> yes. As a whole, that um, is performance art is doing just something retarded, and then like no, but this is actually about uh, Bosnia or yes. whatever. Yeah. There was the performance art. Do you remember Millie Brown, the performance artist? Millie Bobby, are you no, talking no, about, so, are you talking about Drake's girlfriend? No, no, no. <laughs> Millie Brown is the reason why Millie Bobby Brown goes by Millie Bobby Brown. Oh. So prior to Millie Bobby Brown, there was a somewhat famous performance artist named Millie Brown. Okay. And she drank milk that had been dyed various colors, and then she gagged herself and vomited the color milk onto a canvas. Right. Okay. Yeah. I remember hearing about this. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like a good example of performance art. And then people will watch that and, you know, at the end of the day, it is 
disgusting, uh, rotting milk on a canvas. And it makes me want to kill myself uh, as an Which, artist. by the way, gagging yourself and vomiting up, it, like, it's not good for you. It's it's creating nothing. It's like acidic uh, as well, right? Probably fucks up your teeth. It, it, I think it's um, it's really dangerous for your heart because it fucks up the, like, like the electrolyte, like the potassium, and your it pulls it from your bloodstream, and it has to pull it from the bones. So, this woman's damaging her body permanently um, to create just <clears throat> rotting. I mean, can you imagine how bad vomited up dried milk on a canvas smells? Um. Yeah, I I can uh, I can imagine. Performance art at its best is like protest right and yeah they would have just used to call it protest like i remember when we were in college there was a girl who was sexually assaulted and you know and her performance art piece was she carried around the mattress that it happened on around college campus now as a form of protest i like that and that's like a powerful image and everything but at the end of the day is it art no, it's really just a girl carrying a mattress around. Right. So, like, just <clears throat> call it protest, and then we can respect it and support it. Call it art. It's like, at the end of the day, if you remove the context and it's just someone carrying a mattress, is that really all that interesting? No. Good point. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. Let's so watch we, some more performance art. Uh, we support that... Uh, That's a Chris Brown song. Rihanna doesn't duet on that, isn't on that song. So this is a fan fiction of Rihanna doing a duet with her abuser. Uh, yeah. That being said, they kind of killed it with the look. That They look very much... Yeah, they, uh, they really did. Um, it's still <laughs> excruciating. Um... <sighs> Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't I don't I don't know why I try at all. <laughs> when I see that, I'm just like, why fucking try at all? These people have so much better of a life than I do. Yeah. Uh, you know. And the thing is when you're that um developmentally disabled, you don't you're not aware i i don't know i presume these are the happiest people yeah in america right now yes yeah i think well 
Yeah, as Chris Brown fans, I imagine all are. Um, I I do love that song though. I gotta be honest. Um, I, I I really that makes me want to <laughs> destroy my brain with with psychedelic drugs. I am looking to. I want to. I uh, yeah. I just, I want to. I want to be like. Uh, the guy from Pink Floyd that like inspired them to write all their sad songs. Yeah. The Sid Barrett, Wish You Were Here. Yeah, or maybe like <clears throat> the guy from Blink One Eighty Two that died. Was there one? Wasn't isn't that what that Adam song is about? I've been, I've been waiting for that to happen. <laughs> uh, Adam song? Oh, maybe I don't I know. Thought that was about no, a band member that died. You know, I'm not that big on Blink-182 lore. I thought you were into hardcore or shit. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, I like revolutionary punk bands. All right. Like let's, Blink-182. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on. Oh, good. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. <laughs> Jack Frost nipping at your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> So my initial response when this starts and throughout the whole thing is I'm just like, wait, is this a is this a United States uh, troop? Is this a troop? Uh, <laughs> because they're they're acting like a TikTok troop, you know? They look they have a short haircut and no facial hair, um, like a, and they're very gay, like a troop. Uh, um, Could be the, the I mean, goddamn. Biden's America is pretty awesome. That now, now that like the whole military is homosexual, yeah, yeah, I do like that part. The military is, um, it's like it's like don't don't ask, don't tell, but in reverse, yeah, it's yeah. like. Well, this is what Marjorie Taylor Greene has been warning about, and uh, I'm all for it. We're going to eliminate the straights, which I think our next video could get you on board for. <laughs> I know I said I would never do this, but we're going to try and explain our dynamic to you guys. So basically, we're best friends in the entire world. And we're always going to live together. Forever and ever. And we do sleep with one another. A lot. And neither of us will ever date anyone else. Heck no. And we're not dating. No, of course not. Um, did we get engaged? Yes, we did. Do we believe in marriage? Why would we? We thought about doing a friendship ceremony instead mm. so that all of our friends can see how much we care about one another. Yep. And it'll be like a big three-day music festival. You guys are all invited. You know, if you want to go. Ooh. Um, Ooh. What else should they know? Um, oh, would I be mad if he ever got a girlfriend? Again, neither of us would ever date someone else. Not in the plans. I don't like dating women. Yeah, and I, I do love dating women, however. Just to clarify, I also don't like dating men. It's like... <laughs> 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 Can I just say, this is, um, this, well, first of all, she is gorgeous. She's a, she looked familiar, and I figured it out, uh, she looks like Amelia Clark, like Daenerys Targaryen, but in blackface. Right. Which I love. Um, this is why we need to, straight people, we need to take away their right to get married, so they, they stop this shit. Um, right. A couple of them will be like, I want my partner. He was dying in the hospital, and I couldn't visit him because his lesbian mothers don't support our lifestyle. And then they'll be begging to not. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, okay, we just want to get married. We don't. Um, and they'll they'll cut this shit out. 
Thoughts? You, well, you are showing me a lot of things that make me want to quit the podcast. <laughs> um, is that is that what you're trying to do? You just show up in a cowboy head and you're like, <laughs> you're like, hey, look at all these content creators who are crushing it. <laughs> yes, know? which by the way, she is like millions of followers. Every video getting millions of views. I'm sure. She's sort of one of those like quit your job and travel. Um, types and you know she's like getting injured diving in Hawaii and like I don't have any health insurance I should probably get on that you know yeah um, but like very nonchalant about it um, I looked at I watched enough of her stuff she's a she's an orphan that was never adopted and it explains a lot of this video yeah that's a fun that's a little thing I like to do is learn one thing about someone's past and use it to explain all their behavior um, that's usually a safe way to go about it. I do that with you and, uh, being homeschooled. <laughs> yes. Well, you have, you've always had a lot of theories about why I am the way I am, I feel like. But, yeah, you know, yeah. You know. <laughs> I believe you once described me as, uh, uh, if I were to become a pothead, uh, that I I would become so simple that I would just <laughs> turn into an earthworm. <laughs> you remember that in uh, in college? No, I don't. But uh, well, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, that tracks. Uh, <laughs> let's let's move on, Aaron. <laughs> this was probably while you were throwing at a, a ball at my face. All right. It's so unsettling. That's content, bro. That's <laughs> this person's crushing it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, this. Why are you? Why is this? Why? Why are you sharing with us that you're you are fucking your? You're supposed to be fucking your husband, right? Uh, we don't need to see your disgusting, like... Yellow-haired husband. Yeah, yeah. like, looking at you, um... Anyway. Uh, this next, this next guy, though, I like. I wanted to end on something that would, uh... This guy is just a, a treat. 264 and a half to 200, that is a realistic goal. And that's what I'm trying to do. I just want to ask somebody out there, let me ask something. Simple question, but it's personal, so don't get offended. Do you like eating ass? Because for me, I love ass. Love the smell of ass. After I shoot my first load, smell that ass, eat that ass, I get hard as a fucking rock again. So the question I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to leave you on this note today, do you like eating ass? For me, there's no better thing in the world. And I guess the ass I'm eating is the best of the best. It's my wife's. But would you eat foreign ass? <laughs> would you go down there and eat ass straight up? First shot. See, I don't know about this, I'm fucking married. But I want to pose it to all you single people out there, men and women. Would you eat ass on the first date? Something. <clears throat> um. Oh, I. <laughs> 
I, I don't, this is, to me, I want to show this to people who are like, why aren't our parents more open-minded? And it's like, that's what will happen. You know? Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't want my parents to get into, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want, well, I guess what I'm getting at is I want that whole generation to not be here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's a joke, of course. Uh, but I, I just think I you wish that we you could don't need to hear about your your parents eating ass. I wish that we could only well, like maybe we could live in two separate worlds where we don't have to see them except for Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Which it already kind of yeah, is I mean, that you way. Can, uh, you, you can, can ignore can, them or you whatever. Can do that. They don't like being ignored though. Mm. Um, my parents don't mind it. I miss, <laughs> I miss the pandemic so bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's kind of happening again. I don't know if you've seen that. Are you serious? Don't get my hopes up. I mean, unless you have confirmed, no one's gonna give a fuck. But yeah, the the COVID numbers are ramping up. Uh, they're pretty high in the middle of summer twenty twenty two, and also, but people didn't really right, know. right. So. Yeah, it's gonna have to be like skin lesions for it to reach where you know. Well, the, yeah, the problem is that it's just so overplayed that people are so desensitized to it that it's not effective to sell products for advertisers anymore. So it's yeah. just like, well, you know, uh, we need something juicier. Well, uh, we're gonna end here on a. Um Last episode, we um, we were discussing Andrew Tate's uh, spat with Greta Thunberg. Yes. Um, and while we were filming the last episode, he was arrested for human trafficking. And uh, people uncovered, I guess he, he he's made many attempts at being famous, so right. he made a rap video. Oh, hell yeah. He has the fucking douchiest, uh, um, like, Billy Zane vibe, you know? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Yeah, he's... He's... he's, he's, he's it, it is... It's he, unbelievable that that still exists. Like, people who are... Uh, and they're thriving. Okay with that. Well, not him now anymore, but we're, was thriving. Oh. Um... Yeah, and there's like uh, I think I told you about there's videos of him. So he's been arrested for human trafficking. He was before like nine months ago. They've been investigating him the whole time. Uh, so, but he, he there's videos of him bragging about his webcam business and like talking about how it works and just like him admitting the crimes on video like many times. Right. And like just how he did it. He admits to like other crimes besides human trafficking. And he's also being charged with rape, 
there's a video where he's like, yeah, I, re- re- I moved to Romania because they don't have a strict of rape laws. <laughs> I'm not a rapist, but I like that, you know, you can get away with more of that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. he's, uh, so he's probably fucked, uh, which is good. People are still... Uh, Tim Dillon had, had uh, Joe Rogan on his podcast and uh, was talking about it, and he's like, yeah, he's uh, been arrested for human trafficking. But, you know, he gave some good advice, like, you've got to work hard and, you know, put in effort, and it's like, oh, yeah, because you can't get that advice anywhere else. Right. Um, people, that that's the thing now that, like, if you just say a couple things that are, like, if you just say, like, yeah, you should go to the gym and work out. People will use that to defend any... People now, like, would, you know, would take Bill, Bill Cosby raped a thousand women. They would be like, yeah, but he had a good point about pulling your pants up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the thing. So uh, we wanted to touch on that because we... Uh, we missed... It was an untimely thing, but we also took forever to get the episode out. So yeah. um, th- things have been a little bit crazy. You know, have been crazy, but uh, got some things to look forward to. So you wanted to uh, do a um, a review of uh, some lyrics. Yes, one of my favorite songs. So let's play a, a bit of this of this song, um, and then we'll we'll pull up the lyrics. So this is "What Would You Do" by City High. Yep. Jesus Christ. Fucking ads. Oh my god, another one for Domino's. There's no way in hell I'm eating Domino's. Uh, yeah. Boys and girls wanna hear a true story. Saturday night was at this real wild party. So, <clears throat> should we just uh, pull up the lyrics? Let's just pull up the lyrics and do a read through. Actually, so, yeah, just in case, because I don't know, we can probably only play 11 seconds of that bullshit. Um, well, yeah, we'll do some cutting. Um, um, but, here, let's let's read it. The, uh, <clears throat> um... So any millennials probably recognize that song. What would you do by City High? All right. So should we? Do you want? Uh, do you want to alternate? Um, I'll start. All right. You do verse his, one. You Robbie. do him. I'll do. I'll do mine. This is verse one. Robbie's part from uh, City High's. What would you do? <clears throat> Boys and girls want to hear a true story. Saturday night was at this real wild party. Uh, They had the liquor overflowing the cup. About five or six strippers trying to work for a buck. Uh, This sounds very Dr. Seussy when I read it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Twas the night before Christmas. Uh, 
And I took one girl outside with me. Her name was Lonnie. She went to junior high with me. Uh, I see. I always thought he was saying Molly, which always yeah. I was always like Molly, really. Um, uh, and <laughs> okay, I said, "Why are you up in there dancing for cash?" I guess a whole lot's changed since. I seen you last, she said. You want me to take over for her part? Yes, please. And, well, do you have anything to comment on this first section? Um, I guess the only thing. No, I think that my my uh, where it gets interesting is the next verse. Yeah. Uh, but you go ahead. I found the name Lonnie interesting because that's. Is that's not like a typical name for a girl. It's not a stripper name either. <clears throat> well, um, that, he didn't say that's her stripper name. Though. Yeah, but also you would think Lonnie. Like I was like, is that in there because it rhymes with another word? And then I'm like, no, that he didn't rhyme Lonnie with anything. Um, right. So I don't know. Maybe that's really her real name, and this is a true story, as he said. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, what would you do if your son was at home crying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry? And the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money, and his daddy's gone somewhere smoking rock now, and in and out of lockdown, I ain't got a job now. For So for you, this is just a good time, but for me, this is what I call life. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, and then, all right, so this is... Wait, you, you what, like, what did you want to say about this verse? Um... So it's just it's an interesting because this this was like a radio hit yeah the, and it was I listened to this on the school bus in like fifth grade yeah yeah and it uh, it's you get the feeling at part of it that it's like an empathetic song at this point it's like yeah what would you do or whatever um, well I I kind of had the opposite take. Uh, re- listening to this recently. Well, I'm not. I'm saying it changes very quickly after this. It changes, but you'd still. I guess like the idea is like this person is going through rough times, but I kind of saw this as she's trauma dumping, <laughs> 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 yeah. which I've learned from TikTok is. Uh, it's not. He did not ask about her child. Right. He, uh, you know. He just said a lot's changed, and she's bringing up uh, a crack addiction, uh, a baby daddy in prison. So, yeah. uh, this is, uh, you know, she's really crossing boundaries, and I thought that was really rude of her. She's not considering the emotional uh, the emotional labor that she's putting on our narrator. <laughs> right. Um, all right, so... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's where it gets fun. Um, all right, so... And this is just kind of the part where the dude in the song just starts, like, slut-shaming her. Yeah. Basically, he's just like, uh, Girl, you ain't the only one with a baby. Uh, that's not that's no excuse to be living all crazy. Uh, then she looked me right square in the eye, and she said, Every day I wake up hoping to die. She said... Uh, I know about pain. <laughs> uh, if you guys are reading the lyrics too right now, you'll know. All right, so uh, I, I know about pain because me and my sister ran away so my daddy couldn't rape us. 
the poetry. Um, but I was, before I was a teenager, I done been through more shit that you can't even relate to. So again, she's just trauma dumping on, on our, our poor narrator here, uh, talking okay. about her being raped as a child. Um, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm just trying to like throw some dollar bills at some hoes right now. Yeah. And all I'm, uh, yeah, I guess he is the, he's the good guy. You're right, Keith. He's the good guy. And also, uh, she's a sex worker, as, which as I understood was the most empowering thing you can you can do. <laughs> yeah. If it, the, the there should be a modern uh, retelling. Uh, I, this yeah, where this, it's like an OnlyFans. Yeah, and it's like being a sex worker is fucking yeah. awesome. She's like, she's like, it's the it's reversed where the stripper is like, why are you, <laughs> why are why aren't things like going well for you? And right. she's like, why don't you just pop your pussy on OnlyFans? All right. I love that. Um, so I've been more. I've been through more shit you can't even relate to. So it repeats the uh, our uh, our chorus. Right. Hold up. What Hold would up. you do? Stop the record. Get up on my feet and let go of every excuse. What would you do? Because I wouldn't want my baby to go through what I went through. Come on, what would you do? Get up on <laughs> and stop making tired excuses. Yeah. What would you do? Girl, I know if my, my mother, mother can do it, baby, yeah. you can do it. My mother was a whore. Yeah, stop making tired yeah. excuses like you were raped as a child by your father. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. This was written by, like... The CIA. Yes. Yeah, this was written by, like, Jeff Bezos or, like, Elon Musk. Yeah. Actually, this... this pursuit of happiness. This rereading song. this, the... Elon Musk, this could be one of Elon Musk's baby mamas, you know. The dad's gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, smoking rock, that tracks. That uh, tracks, yes. He's on Twitter. He will be in lockdown. They remake, no, he would never. They, I mean, he they remake just, this from the perspective the of, a, of one of Elon Musk's baby mamas. Uh, and she's on OnlyFans. Um, yeah, well... Um, yeah, fun song. (laughs) Yeah, because if you listen to it, it's like, it's like upbeat. What would you do? Yeah, it's like one of those songs everyone sings along to. It's like Journey, like Don't Stop Believing almost. Right. What would you do if it's someone's at home? Crying all alone on a bedroom floor, cause he's hungry. Yeah, people were like, yeah. That that song about the starving child with the sex worker mom is a bop. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, yeah, she totally just didn't respect his boundaries and uh, and put a bunch of emotional labor on him. So I didn't like that. Uh, right. Not cool. I have some tips for him to set boundaries with sex workers in the future. If, uh... um, I wanted to do a little bit of a um, of a retrospective on uh, of a lady who's been dear to our hearts for a long time, and that is uh, the uh, the singer songwriter uh, Susan Boyle. Oh yeah, I forgot. 
She is uh, the much-beloved, so she went on one of those, like, you know, British-American idols, British Idol, maybe mm-hmm. is what it was called, I don't know, and uh, had the same Simon Cowell, and uh, she auditioned. She auditioned to be the next, uh, you know, the next Adele or whatever, and uh, let's just let's just take a look at her. Uh, let's go. Susan, and where are you from? I am from Blackburn, near Bathgate, West Lothian. It's a big town. It's a sort of collection of... It's a collection of, uh... Villages. I to think there. And how old are you, Susan? I am 47. And that's just one side of me. <laughs> okay, what's the dream? trying to be a professional singer. Yeah, why hasn't it worked out so far, Susan? Well, I've not been given the chance before, but he's hoping it'll change. Okay, and who would you like to be as successful as? Elaine Page. Elaine Page. Like what are you going to sing tonight? I'm going to sing I Dreamed a Dream from the Miserables. We, we we're not going to listen to. <clears throat> well, we can just summarize. Uh, people people can watch this. Uh, this was the birth of Boyle. Uh, <laughs> so this was the this was the beginning of the Boyle era. Her audition, you know, <laughs> like they're all the judges are making faces like forty seven. Why don't you just kill yourself? Yeah, uh, and like you know she's she's disgusting or whatever. And then she sings and it's the voice of an angel. Um, and everyone was blown away. She went on to like you know sell millions of records. Um, won the competition and so on. And uh, the the video went viral. And uh, all of it was sort of the everyone's take on it was you didn't expect her to have that voice. And now... That voice. <laughs> look, now you cannot talk to a little girl who does not want to be Susan Boyle when she well, grows wait, up. She opened, they all want to be Susan Boyle. She opened the door for other uggos like Ed Sheeran and us, you know, other Brits to... Uh... <laughs> well, no one sees themselves as, uh, as ugly as Susan Boyle. Yeah. Some of us are. But the phenomenon I'm interested in is... Um, which, by the way, she's she doesn't look great here, but you gotta like she's British, so it's on a different scale. Like, right? None of them are that good looking. They the British li- like to uh, they want us to all believe that like Diana is the standard, but really most of them are ugly. Um, well, and also if you listen to her talk, she seems like she uh, like she. Uh, she she would work at like, I, or be a like a, a well, no, not even that. Be like a door greeter, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. She she seems like a very simple person. But, but the, I, the the phenomenon that's so interesting from it is like everyone was blown away. Like I did not expect her to sound like that, and it's so fascinating because why why would her being ugly mean that she could didn't have good voice? 
And you, uh, you could see why people would think that because in the music industry, you've kind of got to be yeah, in that package yeah. unless you're Ed Sheeran. Um, but you've got, like typically our pop stars are also attractive, right? Yeah. Um, so that's maybe that's where that perception comes from, but. It's sort of offensive to ugly people to be like, I had no idea you would have a talent. You like, guys can really do something. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I feel like the comparison, I like, it's a fish-out-of-water story, but it's a fish-out-of-water story that's only based in, in, like, an ignorant assumption. 100%. Of that, like, ugly people are are also are incompetent. Um, it, it, and it's, like, it, it's a fish-out-of-water story the same way that, like, this guy, he's John. He's black, but he's also a doctor. And you're like, yeah, no, what? Right. That is so impressive. And yeah. it's like, is it? There should be like a movie called like like a movie series called Black Doctor. Black Doc. This guy, you guys, like, yeah, you pull up the YouTube video. It's gone viral. This guy, he's a doctor. And yeah, he's black. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's what. That's yeah. Uh, essentially the same thing as Susan Boyle. Yeah. Susan Boyle. Um, um, so we love her. Um, and lots of ugly people have have been insanely successful at music. More so on the male side, I feel like. Uh, I mean, that's... No. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. Um, but not always. Patti Smith, you know, she, some people know who she is. When when female singers that are ugly, they're just like they're an attractive woman that's like slightly off, off like standard. Like it's like Barbara Streisand, like she's beautiful, but she has a large nose or whatever. Yeah, like that sort of uh, that sort of that was the plot of um, A Star Is Born. Like it's Lady Gaga, and they're just like, oh, she's so ugly, but right. Her, the only thing she had a large nose. Like <laughs> right, there was nothing. I was about her that wasn't gorgeous. Um, well, yeah. I didn't expect her to sound like that with her nose. Or like, yeah, like Do Dolly Parton. She's like really pretty, but she looks like she's like pickled or something. <laughs> you know? Um, she, she's... Uh, we're not gonna... We're not gonna slander Dolly Parton on the pod. I'm a, Why? I love Dolly Parton. I, me too. Um, I like I I like the pickled texture. <laughs> <laughs> I like the preserved look. Uh, you know, <clears throat> she's been preserved for science. They're saying now that uh, Miley Cyrus might play her in a biopic. When get she, the fuck out! Probably they'll wait till she dies. But. Should we get tickets early? I'm. I would go see that. I mean, I'm not a big biopic <laughs> fan. I'm not a big I, biopic fan, but Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus—they're gonna have like probably huge fake prosthetic breasts. It's gonna be a shit show. It's gonna be hilarious. Oh, most definitely. So, um, also, I thought you'd be a new Miley album coming out. Uh, what direction is she March. going? Is she going, is she going, I don't know what she's going to do. I don't know. Um, More of a Phoebe sort of direction? Her voice is very raspy. Who's she going to rip off? Because they Stop. all rip off each other. Stop. She only did that with black people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she only ripped off an entire culture. Yeah. Um, well, no, I think because her voice has gotten so raspy from the cigarettes and so on that she is her voice is very well suited for the rock sound she's well yeah she's, coming out the same day as the lawn album she's though. one of us um 
Miley, that is. You yeah. know, she's had a rough life just like you and me. I mean, kind of. I don't. I do not envy a child star. Well, no, but also an insanely wealthy child star. Um, That's true. Let's not forget that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Shia, I know it wasn't your fault, but you've also had a lot of money. Do you want to trade places with Shia LaBeouf? LaBeouf? Yeah. Um, I don't want to trade places with any of those people. Yeah. Because I'm an egomaniac, and I think that, that... I'm going to be better than them. Well, so is Shia. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really feel like I'd want to have his life or, like, a child star's life. Um, I... I'm grossed out by celebrities like that. Like, the prospect of knowing them. Well, Shia LaBeouf is one of those... I kind of really hate actors now that uh, do, like, the... um, What's, like, the method acting? I kind of hope they all fucking die. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's sort of, I think, f- mostly bullshit. Um, I th- there was some actor that pointed it out. Maybe it was, like, Mark Ruffalo or something. But he was like, you notice that their method is always an asshole. Like, they're yeah. never... Their method... Of, they're never, like, being extra nice. Yeah. They're just always being, like, a psychopath for the <laughs> stars. Yeah, they're... Yeah. Fucking method acting. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so method, many... They're never like, uh, I'm method acting as a guy who doesn't use tax havens. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all, and like half the time like, they're not even good performances, like they're hyping it up, like uh, Jared Leto was in character as the Joker for six months, <laughs> and uh... <laughs> he did so bad that they cut him out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That film, they were hyping it up. I yeah. knew it was going to be bad from the images of Jared Leto's Joker anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, he had, like, tattoos, like, ha, 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 and, like... Yeah, dude, I it mean... Just said, like, it just had, like, the Hot Topic logo tattooed on. The incoherence of that movie and just, like, the way that all went down, like, the only way to possibly explain it is, like, either, like, Adderall or syphilis... Or something. Just fucking up someone's brain. That movie's so bad. To promote that, they were, like, really hyping up Jared Leto's, like, method acting. And they're like, it was crazy. He sent his co-stars boxes with, like, dead mice and condoms, condoms. in it. And it's like, used whoa. Condoms. I don't even think it was used condoms. I thought that he, I thought that he cummed in them and then <laughs> sent them. No, I'm sure that would have gotten him in trouble. I mean, he's not gonna... He's not trying to get me to... Though I do think he has, like, a... Some kind of weird sex cult. Yeah. Um, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him, I say. Yeah. <laughs> In celebrity news, who else? We, that's our celebrity news. It's just like, fuck him. Yeah, except Susan Boyle. <laughs> Susan Boyle, you can stay. Oh, I. Uh, to be honest, I don't like her voice that much. Like, uh, No, I... What horses... Yeah, I mean, she has a voice that might be nice on on Christmas. Like, (laughs) you know, one day of the year, uh, maybe a little boil. Um, (laughs) A little boil. 
That should be your next a album. Little, uh, this is the... Yeah, A Little Boil Goes a Long Way. A Little Boil. <clears throat> That's the name of the episode. Justin. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think we're good on this one. Um, check my Instagram. I have a bunch of dates coming up. I don't have them written down, but the most important one is... Uh, uh, March 4th, headlining the Rhino. If you're in Kansas City, uh, we're gonna do something cool with that. It's gonna be... It's gonna turn into a product. It's gonna be internet. your, uh, Susan Boyle moment. My, yeah. The Susan Boyle it's, of comedy. It's my time to boil. It's boil, bitch. <laughs> it's boil time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Later, boil heads. Later, boil heads. Later, uh, we'll we'll come up with something. Our little boils. <laughs> <laughs> little boils. <laughs> ah, yeah. I'm covered in Susan boils. <laughs> I I've come down with a horrible Susan boil rash. <laughs> I, uh, I ate some. I ate some expired cereal, and now I. <laughs> I've got the Susan boils. <laughs> I. I, uh, <clears throat> I. I fell asleep wet. <laughs> I fell asleep wet, and uh, I woke up with the Susan boils. <clears throat> you think we can get her on the pod? Um. Uh, I hope so. Um, you know, if there is a god. We just, like, we get her on Skype, and we're just, like, impressed with everything she does. Yeah. Susan, you, you made those curtains behind you? You? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well. You know how to cook, Susan? (laughs) Yeah. Um, who, uh, which, uh. Which actor would you choose to play uh, Susan Boyle in the Boyle biopic that I, we will be directing? Uh, probably Meghan Markle. She's my favorite actress. <laughs> uh, I love her. I well, we, we should end. I've been doing a deep dive into the Markle verse. Um, um, I listened. I, I watched the uh, doc her documentary um, on uh, on Netflix. Go check it out. A docu a Markle documentary. <laughs> Make it a Markler. Uh, uh, and then I uh, and then I listened to her podcast Archetypes, um, which is fun. It's a podcast where she discusses. The, the concept is she discusses archetypes, but she's actually just talking about stereotypes. Um, uh, so there's that. But here's what I'll say about Meghan Markle. There's a, a lot of people that think she's sort of like this evil, conniving, you know, uh, separated Harry from his family so she could, you know, prey upon him for fame and fortune. Yeah. And let me just say, I would have so much respect for her if that was the case. That is badass. You know I love a, a bitchy evil woman. You know I love a Cersei Lannister and Ellen DeGeneres. But same. Meghan Markle is way too boring to be getting hate. She is incredibly dull. 
everything she says is, you know, a statement you would expect to find on the Obama 2012 campaign website. Like, it is dull and and predictable and bland. Um, and even the take on the royal family is, like, very safe and, um, you know, they should be... It's not like an anti-monarchy thing. Harry, Harry, well, not Harry Styles. What's his name? Henry Windsor. Yeah. The Prince came out with a new book. I don't know if you saw that. No. It's called like <clears throat> Second Son or something or Spare. Right. And um, he's just he's just like dishing out dirt on his family, but it, he's uh, it's things that are. Like, he's like, me and my brother got in a scuffle over Megan. Like, they got in, like, a, a like a little tussle. And it's like, he talks about his brother's balding and, like, just a bunch. It's like, he, it's things that are making the royal family look trashy, but at the same time, it's like, you're kind of humanizing them. And, like, these are kind of problems that every family has. Like, yeah. your family's a dick. Like, you're kind of making them more likable, almost. Uh, <clears throat> sure. When the take could be, you know, like, this institution needs to be dissolved and, uh, you know, the money should be given to the poor. Uh yeah, and it, it should be given to, it should be given to the poor, uh... At home and abroad. It should be split 50-50 between the poor and Meghan Markle. <laughs> yeah. That would make the most sense. Well, um, go check out her uh, her podcast and, every, and buy Spare, buy the book. Um, mm-hmm. You want to support independent creators. Um, content creators. Content creators. Um, yeah. Alright. Um, achieve your dreams. You you could be the next Susan Boyle. Whatever it is, you could be the next Susan Boyle. Or the next Meghan Markle. I who would you want to play Meghan Markle in a movie? Um Jared Leto. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh I think they should just I think it'd be great if they got like Lupita Nyong'o or something like just like a, like a, a dark skinned black woman that's mm-hmm. like looks nothing like her <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just to make it make like make the the royal family look more racist in the in the depiction I guess they, they probably she they the crown will eventually catch up to modern times and she'll be in that right so. <clears throat> someone uh, someone out there did, what was wasn't uh, James Franco going to play Fidel Castro in a movie did that, that already come out I that's happening. I don't know if it's come out yet. But. Hmm. I um, wonder. Has anyone ever made a major film about uh, Fidel Castro directly? Not that I'm aware. Well, we'll get into it next time. Um, have a good night, folks. Till your prayer warriors. All right, prayers up. Prayers up. Prayers up. You fucking chugs. Lit. Are we doing it? Uh, uh, 